In this episode of the Mind's Eye Podcast, we are going to talk about knowing God with the heart. What does it mean to truly know God? And what is it like to have a true intimate connection with the Divine Spirit? What is divine guidance and divine wisdom? And what is it not? We are going to talk about all of this and more next. Stay tuned. Blessings one and all, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about knowing God with your heart. And I know I've been saying this uh, for a while now on the show, but uh, I feel this is another much-needed and timely discussion to have especially in the day and age in which we're living. I really feel that religion has gone off the rails in a lot of ways, and I'm talking all of the religions. And I think this is because religion, or organized religion as we call it, as created and set up by man, I feel like it had an expiration date. It's always had an expiration date. This was something that was, I think, destined at its inception to eventually go uh, very horribly wrong. And it's gone horribly wrong in the past. We've had things like the Inquisition. We've had the witch hunts, the witch burnings. We've had all kind of crazy things done in the name of religion. We have terrorists who think that they're going to paradise with 70 virgins or whatever the the case is that they believe in if they strap a bomb to themselves and blow up and kill innocent people. So religion has really put the world in a very bad place. And there's a number of people out there who say religion should be outlawed. It's done nothing but leave one big blemish on mankind. And in one sense, they're kind of right. And before, uh, you know, you get mad and, and shut me off, hear me out. Religion, as put together by man, is the problem that has left the blemish on humanity, on our history. We still have holy wars that go on today. And just recently here in the United States, the whole thing with the storming of the Capitol, here we had people, as I've mentioned before, chanting outside the Capitol, the blood of Jesus, uh, you know, surrounds this place, covers this place. We had people holding crosses and Christian flags and praying, and then in the next breath, chanting, hang Mike Pence. I mean, religious people looking to go and assassinate 
members of their own government. How does something like this happen? It beguiles the minds of many. And this is the big problem that we'll call man-made religion brings to the table. And here is why. And a lot of people, when you see these problems in religion, we look at it and we say, you know, look what a mess they're making. Look how crazy they are. Look how bad religion is or look how bad that particular religion is. But they're all kind of in the same boat. And here's why. Because modern day organized religion as it has been constructed and put together by man has taken away the very basic fundamental reason and function of religion and spirituality. Now that fundamental reason and function of religion and spirituality is to bring man closer to his creator, closer to the divine source. And in getting closer to the divine source, man becomes more loving, more peaceable in his nature, wise. We hear about, you know, the saints of old in, in many religious traditions that as they became more invested and entwined and communing with the divine, they became wise beyond their worldly education. And that wisdom was also very compassionate, also very kind, also very loving. And so religion, spirituality first affects the human being. It is a vehicle that gets us closer to that divine presence. And when that happens, the heart changes. And as the heart changes, the person begins to change, and this changes society around him or her, and then inevitably the world. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. All of the great religious traditions and spiritual paths talk about the still small voice within, God within, God dwelling in our hearts. But now the problem comes with the man-made, man-constructed, organized religion doesn't necessarily emphasize that notion, that idea of man getting closer, more intimate, if you will, with God, and therefore transforming his heart, his mind, his life, his world. No organized religion tells us that the most important thing that you must do 
in order to be saved, in order to be a good Christian, a good Muslim, a good Jew, a good Buddhist, a good whatever the case may be. The most important thing you must do is believe what we tell you. Obedience to these doctrines, dogmas, and philosophies. So then it no longer becomes about enlightenment and spiritual growth and purifying the heart and the thoughts and the mind and the soul and the life. And in doing this, it's an age-old tradition and teaching of, of all the religions that as we do this, we also begin to prepare our souls for the next world. We become more oriented toward heaven or the heavenly life, the hereafter. But see, we've lost all of that. We're not coming into that divine presence. We're not knowing God with our hearts. And so it's not changing our hearts. It's not changing our minds. It's not changing our lives and our societies. Because we're taught all we have to do to be pleasing to God and make it into heaven or paradise or wherever it is we're going after this, all we have to do is be obedient to the teachings of the organization, the religion. And this is why we see people who say, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus. I read the Bible, I read the Quran, I believe in Allah, but yet they go out and they kill innocent people. They do things like storm the capital, uh, praying one minute and, you know, building a noose the next to hang the vice president of the United States. Because the heart isn't changed, the mind isn't changed, the thought process isn't changed. It, it hasn't been purified, nor is it being purified. It is simply a mind that is adhering to a certain set of doctrines and rules and religious ideologies, and that will never change anyone. How many people have you known, all of you listening to this show, and we've all known people like this. They, they, live, they live lives that are not very kind or loving or godly, but they go to church, they go to synagogue, they go to the mosque every week, sometimes several times a week. And because they do this, or they go to confession, they take communion, they do whatever the religious practice is that they're told to do, they think they're fulfilling their duty to God and they're being a good Christian, a good, uh, a good Jew, a good Muslim. And they're just practicing the outer forms of religion because this is what religion has taught them. Come to church, go to confession, receive communion, hear the word preached. Scream hallelujah to Jesus. Read a little bit of your Bible every day and say your prayers. And you're good to go. 
But again, those things do not change the mind or the heart or the life. See, see, mere belief isn't going to do anything for anyone. I can believe that if I eat food when I'm hungry, I won't be hungry anymore. But if I don't eat, (laughs) I'm still going to be hungry. And there comes this notion that we hear a lot of religious people uh, speak about, especially in Christianity. They all say, well, it's by grace, it's not by works. And that idea not fully understood what it is saying and how it was understood very early in Christianity. That notion of it's by grace, not works, has become so greatly overinflated that most religious people think they don't have to do anything. They've confessed God. They've confessed Jesus. They've confessed they believe in whoever and whatever, and that's the magic key. Just those magic words, I believe and I receive, And they think the gates of heaven are open to them. There's nothing more to do. They don't have to be a good person. They don't have to feed the hungry, help the poor. They don't have to transform their lives. Because it all comes just down to what they believe. I said I believe it. I said the prayer. I said I whatever I had to say to be initiated into the religion. And I believe that it's the truth. Therefore, I'm good to go. And so we see that this doesn't change people. It never has and it never will. These same people went out on the Crusades. These same people went out on the Spanish Inquisition. These same people went out and killed other professing Christians because they weren't Roman Christians. These same people with these same ideas went out and burned people at the stake that they believed were witches. These same people spiritually abuse others, physically abuse women and children, congregants. These same people storm the Capitol, worship a politician, listen to nonsense like QAnon, because it's all based on what we believe. And if we believe the right thing and we have the truth, air quotes, well, we're good to go. But now we see what the fruit of that kind of religion is. And that is the kind of religion we definitely need to get away with, or do away with, rather, because it's not going to help anybody, it's not going to change anybody, it's not going to transform lives, it's not going to transform society, it's going to do nothing except produce more and more hypocrites who truly think that by killing others, doing terrible, horrible things, speaking so 
horrendously about other human beings perpetuating hate and violence and racism, that it's all good because I'm part of God's gang. I got the right religion. I got the, the, the right truth. And I'm the right color or whatever foolish thing their religion or sect of religion has taught them to believe in order to be accepted by God. And so we have a lot of people running around filled with a lot of different beliefs, what they believe, but how many people are truly communing and immersing themselves in the divine presence and letting that presence change and fill and transform them in every possible manner. Not many. And those who do immerse themselves in the divine presence are generally called mystics. And you don't have to look very far, which is very strange to me, that throughout time, you know, immemorial when it comes to religion, even in the modern day, oh, those mystics, they're, they're new agey, they're, they're doing Satan's work, they're not real Christians, they're not real Muslims, they're not real anything. They're heretics. So let me get this straight then. Someone who sits in quiet prayer and meditation, asking God to fill their hearts and fill their thoughts and to become overflowing with the presence and the love of God, changing and transforming their lives, becoming more wise, more kind, more loving, more gentle, the ego diminishing, extinguishing the voice and the pull of the ego. Those people are heretics, New Agers, and devil worshipers. But the guy or gal who goes to church every week and says, Hallelujah, praise Jesus, I believe, and then goes out and hurts somebody or join some rogue group like those who stormed the Capitol or burn someone at the stake for being a witch, whatever, well, they're a real Christian. They're a real religious person. Because no matter what else they did, hey, they believed and adhered to the rules that the man-made religion gave them. But now, aside from all of that, how do we begin to really know God in our hearts? It's not always easy. Again, it's not one of these things that's so easy to explain. It definitely takes prayer, asking God to fill your heart, fill your mind to lead and guide into divine truth no matter what that truth is. You empty yourself and you're willing to get rid of all your doctrines and dogmas and what I believe in pursuit of the truth. 
you have to be willing to let everything else go because many times on that journey of finding divine truth and knowing God with the heart, you're going to find out that most of what you've been taught and most of what you believe and confess to believe has been incorrect. So you have to be willing to let those things go. If you're going to fight God on it like you fight other people, that's not God telling me that. He's telling me to let go of my core doctrines and belief that I've always had all of my life. So that must be the devil speaking to me. Beware of that sort of thing. Because that will end your journey and close the heart faster than anything else on the journey of knowing God. But see, we can't be afraid of letting go of those things. Because that journey is never, as we talked about in the last podcast, it's never fanatical, it's never erratic, it's never filled with mania or strangeness. It's very gentle. It always takes you on the path of love and serenity and peace and kindness. It's never some fanatical weird thing that's going to come to you like, oh, I understand now. Jesus is... Uh, you know, a mouse man uh, on a spaceship and he's going to come with the armies from Jupiter in five years and blow up all the alligator people who are going to come and, you know, eat human beings here on planet Earth. You know, all that kind of strange thing. It's never going to take you there. And so when you find yourself getting into the fanaticism, the mania, the overly fantastic, just check your mind and find out what has influenced you to go there in your thinking that your thinking is from, it's from God. Was it a sci-fi show? Was it some conspiracy theory? Was it one of these new... Uh, strange doctrine preachers on the internet that talk about all kind of things like reptilians and scorpion people and, you know, uh, everything in the world is one big subliminal message from Satan because the father of darkness created this world and blah, da, da, blah, you know. <laughs> you might have to do some checking in on yourself to say, okay, where is this coming from? Is this God confirming something is true that I've run across in my life? Or is this just my ego and imagination taking over and starting to pollute the stream of God's love that's coming to me? So always check in with what you're receiving if it starts to get strange. Or fanatical. So, prayer, quiet meditation, even if it's for five, ten minutes, setting a timer, closing your eyes, and just focusing on that presence of God in your heart, in your own consciousness. Focusing in on that place within yourself 
that knows, truly knows that God is good. God is love. God is not a man of war. God is not propping up crazy politicians and saying, follow this guy or this girl, or your nation's going to be severely judged, you know, even though, you know, get in touch with that place within yourself that knows that God is completely separate and away from all of that. I've heard it said by some mystics that God is the peaceful quiet that surrounds and envelops everything. He is the space in between the empty space around you in the room. He's quiet. He's gentle. He observes everything that's going on in our world. And he never pushes himself on on us like some tyrant. But he's easily engaged once we step up to that threshold of love and just say, show me. Reveal yourself to me. And he will. Sometimes very quickly, sometimes immediately, sometimes it takes a little practice because there's a lot of pollution and noise in the mind that we've been taught and indoctrinated with over the years. And sometimes it takes a little time to get beyond all that and to be able to quiet the mind, quiet the thoughts, quiet down the examining, every little thing that goes through your head and just focusing on that gentle space between the spaces that is God, that is everywhere, enfolding all things, sustaining all things. And you'll usually find that when you start to tune into that place within yourself, the more it starts to back you up and back you out of a lot of religious ideology, a lot of political ideology, a lot of the clamor in the world where even there's religious people waving flags and holding up crosses and, you know, yet on their side they're packing, you know, an MK-47, you know, or whatever the case may be. You You find that you start backing away from all of that. It's leading you to back away from all of that. All the stuff in the media, all the clamor, all the confusion, all the chaos, it starts to back you away from all that and you begin to see and notice and know within yourself. You have that aha moment that, aha, that kind of thing really has nothing to do with God. It's just a bunch of ideas and theories and ideologies and, most of all, egos shouting to be heard, shouting to be seen, and certainly shouting to be right. And on top of all that, shouting to dominate everybody else with what they think is right. 
And you'll find that that spirit of God, that gentle presence within you just starts to pull you out of all of that. And you start to wake up. And you start to realize that, geez, now I feel like I'm really starting to know God. Not just about God through other people's opinions and doctrines and egos and whatever it is they're trying to tell you that you have to believe. You'll know the source intimately, firsthand. And this is a process. Don't get discouraged if it doesn't happen right away because sometimes we have to quiet our own minds, our own ego, get get rid of a lot of stuff that we've been storing up in our thoughts and in our beliefs. We've been carrying it around. It dominates our thoughts. It dominates our faith. And sometimes it takes time to break through all of that and find that stillness, that that moment that's in the Bible that says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes it takes time to find that stillness. But once you do, you will be so glad you never gave up on that journey. It is the greatest, most peaceful, most wonderful, most loving experience that you will ever have. And you will not trade it for anything, nor will you trade it in for anything and let it go for someone else's belief system that they've constructed out of their own mind and their own ego. And then you'll truly know what it means to be led by God. You won't get caught up in all of these things. A lot of people got mad at me when I, you know, I talk about, you know, the whole Donald Trump thing. And I would say, you know, I don't feel this is from God. I don't feel, you know, I feel that these people are being misled, being misled by the evangelical community. I wasn't saying that to be mean. I was saying that because I could honestly look at the situation and just tune into my own heart, tune into that presence within, and just feel and know, you know, like uh, some metaphysicians, uh, or not metaphysicians, some mystics uh, call the presence of God the friend within. And I could hear that little friend within just saying, no, Paul, that's, that's not for me. This, this is a, a man-made ideology and agenda. And you don't want to get involved with this. And you don't want to support this. And from where I sit, uh, the divine friend within was right. And I wasn't putting those people down, and I'm not putting those people down when I talk about it. Because I think it's really sad when people are so misled in the name of religion and God. It's heartbreaking. Because if those people ever wake up and realize that they were following a lie, they were being led astray... 
it's going to break their hearts. It's going to break their faith. And something so important is being taken away from them. They could possibly be robbed of for the rest of their lives, saying religion is nothing. God is just a fairy tale. I followed that path. It was a farce. It failed. I got hurt. People I know got hurt. People that were supposed to be the good guys ended up being criminals and hypocrites. I give up on it all. And these people lose the very precious gift of faith that God has given to each and every one of us. To know him. Not to know about him through what other people tell us. So I never criticized anybody, though. I would get mad, and you know, because it's very upsetting to see what people do in the name of God. But it's heartbreaking to see people being led astray so badly, and that many, many of them now and over time are going to completely give up on faith because they're going to know that they were lied to. And see, all of that could have been avoided. Nobody would have been there at the Capitol. We wouldn't have QAnon. We wouldn't have all this division in the country because of silly things like QAnon or, you know, uh, this politician or that politician. We wouldn't have any of these issues and divisions if we knew God in our hearts. Because we'd be able to look at those situations, hear these people speak, tune in and just have that intuition where we know, we trust because it's never led us astray. That inner presence, that divine seed within, that spirit of God within telling us, no, this is not for me. This is nothing more than another human error or farce that's going to hurt a lot of people. And if we were in touch and knew God with our hearts, a lot of these problems would be bypassed. They never would have happened. There never would have been a Spanish Inquisition. There never would have been witch hunts. There never would have been people killed in the name of religion, tortured in the name of religion, taken advantage of in the name of religion. Wars being fought in the name of religion. People being deceived in the name of religion. People practically falling on their knees in front of men who are ruthless politicians and criminals in the name of religion because that's what their leaders told them to do. We never would have seen any of this if the religion that has been constructed by man did not cause so many of us over the centuries and years to forget the primary function and reason for religion and spirituality, to know God in our hearts, to draw closer to him, to be purified in our hearts and our souls and our minds, transform our lives, make the world a better place, and prepare us for the life beyond. We've thrown it all away for this modern delusion 
of God will accept you into heaven based on what you believe. And it doesn't matter how good you are, how nice you are, how wonderful you are, how devout you are. If you have the wrong religion and don't believe what we're telling you to believe, too bad you're going to hell. All it's a farce, it's a shame, and so much of it would be avoided if we were just in touch and knew God in our hearts. We would feel that guidance, we would know. Immediately we would know, you just know. You can hear, this is why I used to talk to so many pastors and priests back in the day, and they would get mad at me, even though a lot of my childhood faith and connection with God was polluted and buried and injured through religion. You know, I would hear people talk, and I would say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but in my heart I know that's not God, and that's not how God is, and that's not how God wants us to be. And I was always met with that, are you sure you born, you're born again? Are you sure you belong to the Lord? Are you sure you're a Christian? We're always shamed and made to feel afraid for following our own hearts. But doesn't even the Bible say that that's where God dwells? Not the building. What did God say in the Old Testament when Solomon was building the temple? He said, you know, you're going to build me this temple, but, you know, the very heavens are not, you know, great enough, you know, big enough to contain me. The church in the New Testament was the people, not the building. And so we've been pulled away from the basic fundamentals and we don't we think we're being led and guided but we're just being led and guided into more deception making more bad mistakes in the name of religion. We've got to tune into that place within. Ask God to meet us there and then go deep sea diving in our own hearts and our own souls. Close your eyes, light a candle, just get in touch with it. Start to ask yourself, what do I really feel? What do I really know? What is God really saying to me? Not what is God saying to me through the pastor or the religion or this person's biblical interpretation or my biblical interpretation. What is God saying to me? Hear it. Feel it. Explore it. Spend time just basking in it. And little by little, you'll see what it really means to die to the things of this world because you'll just start backing out of it all. You'll see it for the illusion that it really is. And so many people say they're awake, but are they? And then when you hear all of these crazy rumors and conspiracy theories and new groups that are popping up with the mania and the fanaticism. You'll know right offhand, the divine friend within will say, no, that's not me. 
don't get involved with that. Not even a little bit. So, folks, I hope again that you've gotten something out of this podcast today. I appreciate you listening. Please do spend a little time going within and just connecting with that Spirit of God within yourself. Let it speak. Feel what it feels like. And know that you've connected with it when it is just loving and peaceful and just not a part of all of the chaos and the hate and the upheaval of this world. And then let it take your hand and lead you out of all of that. You'll be much better for it. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate it. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast. Peace.